Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Authors Show. David Rolfing's debut novel, Deliberate Duplicity, explores the twisted, vengeful mind of a serial killer and follows dedicated detective Sasha Frank who is hell-bent on solving the mystery behind this string of gruesome crimes. Author Rolfing is here to tell us more about Detective Frank and his story. David, welcome to The Author's Show. Thank you very much, Linda, for having me. David, will you please give us a quick overview of Deliberate Duplicity? I'd be happy to. Deliberate Duplicity is a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery thriller. As you mentioned, Linda, the main character is Sasha Frank. He's a detective with the Bloomington, Illinois Police Department. And in the book, murders begin taking place on the Constitution Trail, which consists of 43 miles of abandoned or unused railroad tracks that have been turned into trails in the Bloomington area. Multiple murders are the work of, as you mentioned, also a twisted, vengeful serial killer. And the killer is responsible for deaths where the bodies are posed on the Constitution Trail. And Sasha is assigned the case is working to solve the mystery. Why did you choose Bloomington, Illinois as a setting for your book? Well, I enjoy murder mysteries like I'm sure a number of your listeners do. And most of those seem to take place in large cities, LA or New York. And I thought it would be interesting to have it take place in a smaller city. Bloomington is about 75,000 people. And I just thought it would be interesting to have a Midwest setting for a murder mystery. What a great idea. So where did the idea from your story come from? Was it from a true crime? Well, I enjoy reading crime stories, but actually Bloomington, there's not that many murders that take place in Bloomington. It's actually a fairly safe community. So the murders that take place, I'm sure people that are going to read the book, if you're from Bloomington, you'd realize that not that many murders take place. But in the book, obviously, a number of murders take place to make it a murder mystery. I believe that Deliberate Duplicity is the first in a planned series about Detective Frank. How many books do you have in mind for him? I'm not sure what the total count would be, Linda, but I have a second book that is going to be published probably in about six to seven months. The name of that book is Cold Consequences, and I'm currently writing the third book. So I'm hoping to be able to add at least one book per year to the series for the foreseeable future. Who do you see as being the ideal reader for Deliberate Duplicity? Well, I know that I enjoy murder mysteries. So I think anyone who enjoys thrillers, murder mystery thrillers, detectives who are hard on the case, who are persistent and look for clues everywhere that they can and never give up. I think that's the type of people that would like to read this book. Some of the murders might be viewed as gruesome, but... That's part of the story. We all understand that if we get into murder mysteries. So since this is your debut novel, do you think there's any other author who may have had an influence on your writing style? Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. I like Michael Connelly, obviously a detective who is not that dissimilar, I guess, from Sasha Frank. 
I also like to read Lee Child's Jack Reacher novels. So I'm sure that that's an influence on how I think about novels and the novels that I'm writing. What sets deliberate duplicity apart from others in the same genre? I think that's a good question. I think I have a fair amount of detail about the crime scene investigation that takes place, as well as what the medical examiner, the CSI staff go through in investigating the murder. A lot of it takes place in specific areas of the Constitution Trail. So I have a lot of detail on the location and the time. I also go into a fair amount of detail about Sasha Frank and his background, especially in the initial novel, solely to introduce him as a character. So I think those would be the main points. Is Detective Frank modeled after a real person, or is he straight from your imagination? He's straight from my imagination. I did and do like the name Sasha Frank. Readers will find out about his background, but his father is an FBI agent who's retired, and his mother is a Russian who defected the United States during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So I think it gives him kind of a unique background. When you consider writing a new novel, and in particular the first one, which came to you first, the characters or the plot? The general plot was the first thing that came to me, understanding that I wrote a number of books and articles about how to write a book. And I tried writing it that way, and I just froze. I couldn't write anything. So my style of writing is just to sit down at the typewriter without anything other than just a basic idea of what happened, where it happened, and the character or characters in addition to Sasha Frank. And I just begin to write. And ideas come to me as I'm writing. I might move chapters around as I'm writing the book. But at the end, I hope to be telling a really good story. David, if you got really lucky and deliberate duplicity were optioned for a movie, who would you choose to play, Sasha? That's a really interesting question. (laughs) I have to tell you, I'm not sure I've really given that any thought. I've given a lot of thought to it be optioned for a movie. But as to who that would be, I'm not sure I can answer that. Somebody who is very intense, very deliberate, no pun intended to the title of the book, but somebody who's very thoughtful, somebody who never gives up. I'm not sure who that is, but I'm sure the right producer will find the right actor to fill that role. Absolutely. So, David, there's nothing in your biography that talks about your being in the law enforcement field. So what kind of research did you do to ensure the accuracy of your story? Well, I've read a number of books over the years. I read a lot of articles about law enforcement. As you mentioned, my career is in business. I have no law enforcement background at all. So I've read a lot. I read a lot about techniques and ways that people go about investigating murders, whether they be police officers or medical examiners or crime scene investigators. So I've spent a lot of time just reading and thinking about how a crime could be committed when I write it. I've got to ask this. Does that keep you up at night? (laughs) Actually, I do some of my best writing. I think this particular book, when I started writing it, I'd spend maybe four to five hours a day during a winter, a couple of years ago when I first wrote this book. But I would wake up in the middle of the night and something would come to me. And I'd go out and sit in a dark great room in my home and just start typing. And I might type for two or three hours. So I just enjoy writing. And I didn't realize I enjoyed it as much as I do, but I really enjoy writing. So you didn't wake up because you were thinking of gruesome things. You were just thinking about what was next in your book, right? 
correct. I will tell you that my wife and a number of family members and friends look at me with eyes wide open now. Uh, (laughs) They find it very hard to believe that I'm the one who wrote these books. Well, speaking of your wife, your family, and your friends, do you rely on their feedback when writing chapters? Certainly I did my wife in writing Deliberate Duplicity. I think after going through writing the first book and going through the editing process with the publisher, I've grown a little more comfortable writing. So I probably, in the second book, I didn't ask for that much feedback. I did have family members read both books before they were sent to the publisher, just to give me a feel for them. So I'd say I've learned to rely more on myself, but there's no question that my wife was a big help to me in writing this book. Even as a kid, David, were you always writing or telling stories? And did your desire to become an author come then or later in life? Definitely later in life. In business, I wrote and still do write a business blog on business and I started writing that in about 2010 or so, and I very much enjoyed writing that. And it kind of was kind of a natural, I guess, well, maybe it's not natural, but it seemed natural to me to move into trying to write a book. And I had no idea whether or not it would be a good book or not. I think Deliberate Duplicity is a good read. It's a good tale. But no, it came to me later in life. And I retired and needed a few things to do. And I thought, let's try writing some books. (laughs) Great idea. So is there a message or a moral of the story in deliberate duplicity that you would like readers to take away? I think the one thing about Sasha Frank is he never gives up. There's never doubt in his mind that he's going to solve the case. And although he has a number of hurdles that he has to jump over, he figures it out. So I think persistence and never give up, that's certainly an attitude that is instilled in me. And that is unquestionably instilled in Sasha Frank. David, will you please read a short excerpt from Deliberate Duplicity for our listeners? I'd be very happy to, Linda. I'm going to be reading from page 28 and 29 of the book. And the passage I'm going to read is where two main characters, Charlie Coles and Brian Keyes, both of them are ex-cons, meet to discuss an opportunity to make some easy money, or what they believe is easy money. Okay, man. The first thing I have to ask is if you'd be willing to do almost anything for a chance to make 300000 in cash, plus get a new identity. Charlie paused and let the information sink in. The new identity will be rock solid. You can move anywhere you'd like, and you can get a new birth certificate, social security number, and license. I know you don't have much family, but if you do this, you'll never be able to see the family you have left again. I'm listening, but where are you getting that kind of money, Brian asked. Here it is. A guy I know has a bunch of money, and he's got a score he wants to settle with some folks. Who is he? I can't tell you his name, but he's real, and he has a boatload of cash. He's willing to pay big to get what he wants done. Charlie paused while studying Brian. He wants payback for something these folks did to him a while ago. I don't know why exactly, but I also don't give a damn. Brian nodded. What does he want done? He has a list of people he wants killed. Brian shrugged. Okay. And? He wants 10 people dead. He wants them killed in a certain way. And he wants one of them killed every 10 days until it's over. Holy crap. What do these people do? I told you, I don't know. And he's not going to tell me. When do I get to meet this guy? You don't. Everything goes through me. He calls it a cutout or something. I work with him and you work with me. He asked if I knew somebody who could do this. And I told him I thought I did. 
but he doesn't know who you are. He's never going to meet you, and you're not going to meet him. Charlie paused. That's the deal. Oh, my gosh. If that doesn't have people on the edge of their seat, I don't know what it would take. So where can we learn more about you, and where can we purchase Deliberate Duplicity? You can go to my website, DeliberateDuplicity.com. You can learn more about the book and a little about me as well. And there are links to the major booksellers where you can buy the book. We've been talking with David Rolfing, author of Deliberate Duplicity. David, I just know a lot of our listeners are going to want to read Deliberate Duplicity every bit as much as I want to finish it. I want to thank you for spending time with us today. And I do hope that you'll want to come back and chat with us again when you publish the second in your Sasha Frank series. Linda, I would very much look forward to that. And thank you so much for having me a guest on your show today. Here's a compilation of reviews I found for Deliberate Duplicity. Rolfing has the police procedural formula down pat. Impeccably staged investigative scenes guarantee satisfaction to any aficionado of police detective mysteries. Keep your eyes wide open with David's criminal procedure, Deliberate Duplicity, and you still won't see what lies ahead. Well, if this sounds like your kind of book, please visit DeliberateDuplicity.com and order your copy today. And when you finish reading, don't forget to post your review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, The Author Show may be accessed at any time at TheAuthorShow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.